0: Sky Sports Radio loves talking racing. The people, the jockeys, the horses. The gate's open now, they're off in racing. Time Last now percent. for Punter's Postmortem. Have a look at this. How much did this have on the field? Analysis of the weekend's racing plus your calls.
1: Welcome to Punter's Postmortem. Yeah, good morning everyone and welcome to Punters Postmortem on this Monday, the 21st of June. Dave Stanley with you and looking forward to taking plenty of your calls today on 1353 53 or on the text line sending your questions in. We've got our panel as always, Ron Duffercy, Dean Lester and Glenn Munsey and I'll say good morning to Duff. How was your weekend, mate?
2: Yeah, it was a good day out there. It was a typical winters program, Dave. A couple of impressive winners there, Wicklow obviously continuing on his winning way and uh, Zaro, I thought was an impressive highway winner is the story behind him and uh, and Stockman deserved his win in the McKell Cup It's just that barrier where he could race closer and his toughness come to the fore there They raced at headquarters in Melbourne
1: and Nick Ryan had a good day out Dino, good morning to you
3: Yeah, morning Dave uh, He did, uh, he had a double uh, he's got this horse Dice Roll who's been the revelation virtually of the uh, late autumn winter coming from Hong Kong and winning three in a row and uh, yeah, the uh, quality players were in a bit of trouble when a twenty-six to one, a uh, twenty-six dollar shot won the first leg, and then a hundred to one winner in the second leg. Uh, we're looking for for uh, running doubles by uh, race eight.
1: <laughs> there was some big dividend. Did, did, it didn't pay as big though. Uh, with the Strollers winning the last, was that right?
3: uh no, but I'd have taken it.
1: <laughs> Glen Munsey, yeah. Uh, did the punters end up on top, or were the bookies
4: in front on this Sydney meeting? Uh, on he got away with a prize there, Dave. On Saturdays, so they, they went the right way. There was a few races there that there looked to be uh, two picks, and they, they zigged uh, the right way in a few of them. Uh, the Tycoonist race uh, with Papal Warrior, and also uh, a little bit later on with Expat being too good for Catalan. Unusual to find two emergencies who only get into the race on race morning, not only successful, but well-supported and running second pick and knocking off the favourite, Dave. Yeah, there's already a couple of texts about it. We'll go straight to it. Duff, uh, Peple
1: Warrior. Um, I know, I, I swear I've watched Formula One a few times and you've been with him, but you, you could, can't stick with him forever. Uh, were you surprised that Ty was in
2: front? Um, they did come forward and say they'd ready they'd ride him in a more forward position, and he has led and won in the past. And there's been excuses why he hasn't been more forward uh, so far this preparation. Um, saying asking if I was surprised that he led, yeah, uh, I'd say uh, yes, um, but he was. It's not as if he was uh, lead at all costs sort of thing. You know, we lost our leader early in the morning bulletin, and uh, I think. The map was saying probably a couple of those horses from out wide could press on and and take it up, but they didn't press on as fast or as urgent uh, as was expected. And we know what McDonald's like reading the play in a race, and uh, I would suggest that he give him every possible uh, because he travelled sweetly in front. He gave a lovely kick. And he was just run down by a horse who, who slipstreamed him um, straight on his back, and he raced closer. Um, Papal Warrior, obviously. Chris Waller, inside draws. That's what we expect.
1: Munch, uh he was a good go, wasn't he? Um, the second horse, Ty Kearnis, But you guys were right with the punters panel and about, about him getting out late. And we're finding that, you know, these sort of these big things that, that firm. Uh, on a Wednesday, Thursday, quite often than not, I'd love to know the actual percentage, but
4: come race time, they're drifting back out to a more reasonable price. Oh, well, Dave, they, they just firm, they firm too quickly. And when also the percentages are coming out in the race and the majority of money is being invested on race day, um, I'd say 90% of them um continue to drift it's very very hard well in the case of tycoonist where at one stage there was seven dollars into two dollars twenty five they can't keep firming um, i think i think you've
2: t- explained this you've explained this well in the past glenn that the the bookmakers don't on track do not have a, a chance to lay these favorites until race day so that they haven't had their opportunity so they have to push
4: yeah, they have to push, and they're they're also you know they're you know they're online, so people are looking at what their prices are, and and they're they're a very very small part of the. Um of uh, the the NOP but you had a situation there where Papal Warrior who actually came into the race on Saturday morning uh, was seven dollars into five dollars there as the favorite got out but you know I don't know anyone that wanted to back Paper Warrior before Saturday because um, you know that you, you don't get a lot of people want to back emergencies when mm. they don't know what's going to be scratched for it to come into the race and and then they wear the deduction well they were advantaged there on Saturday because they didn't have to wear a deduction uh, for Smart Image coming out on race morning, and he was a $7 chance. So uh, the Overs Gods protected the bookies with Tycoonist uh, for those people that are on it at the $7, and you had a situation where you weren't copping a, a, a trim if you had back Paper Warrior uh, getting the run. And, and there was the same situation in the later race with Catalan and also Expat. Now, Expat was $7.50, after scratchings on Saturday morning, by the time we got to the preview at five past ten, well, by the time we got to this race, it was closer to half past ten. Was a four dollar sixty chance and got into as short as three dollars ninety. And we spoke on Friday. Dave was when Catala was a dollar eighty five, and Luke wanted to take two thirty. I said you'll get that easy. Mm. It, um This question to Duff and Dito and to Munns. Obviously, this
1: phenomenon of opening fixed odds, etc., hasn't been around forever. Have you... You know, when you're doing, say, Formline Thursday, Duff, are you, um, you know, really honing in on these, you know, like like a tycoonist and going, well, the early money's there, or or are you just sort of now not taking it with a grain of salt because you have to respect it in some sort of way, but are you you just wary of this sort of stuff now?
2: Well, you know... It's. I, I wouldn't think it'd be the be-all and end-all of everything is the early movers because it's only a couple of hundred dollars and sometimes you get these syndicate horses where they all want to have a 100 or 200 on them and then all of a sudden they they go into the system there and um, the, 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 it's only a feel for the market on Wednesday. It's hardly mm-hmm. big money. Uh, it, it's, it's just adjustments, you know, and if you look at that um, Tycoonist race, you know, the, the proper price assessors at the tab, uh, they went up favourite with people. Warrior at $4.50 on Wednesday when those first markets went up. They went up $4.57. So maybe they got it right. Well, they did get it right um, as far as who was the rightful favourite in that race. And it was just that the, the chipping away of, you know, two, three hundreds here and there, thinking, well, there, there's good odds. And it was good odds, $7 Tycoonist. And he's run according to his, you know, that the market at least so uh, the assessed market but um, yeah I, I, I it's it's a guide um, on the Wednesdays and uh, you do look at them that's for sure um, but you know they don't get it right all the time
1: what, what are you what are you uh, looking at or what's your comment on that Dina these wild movers we see when Wednesday markets go up for Saturday
3: yeah it's, look I mean as you said it's a it's a pretty you know relatively new phenomenon if you like and uh, yeah you I think you've just got to, you know, as Duff said, uh, try and work out you know, if there's a rationale behind it, if there's a, you know, a big ownership group that have all piled in on their horse or, or, you know, if it's just been marked the wrong price and, you know, you can start your own little book by, you know, you know, getting the, the big odds on something and then just working it out from there. But, uh, yeah, look, it's a, it's something I, I think we're continually learning about.
1: What about yourself, Muns? I know that sometimes you'll come on a Friday show and, you'll say, just keep letting them on. They want to keep taking prices like that, um, rock bottom odds, just keep letting them on. Um, Are you a fan of the the Wednesday, Saturday markets, Munns, or would you like to see them uh, maybe open maybe on a Thursday? Or do you think we're just going to have the
4: same effect? It doesn't matter what day they're open. Well, it used to be a Thursday, Dave, and then they changed the acceptance day. Uh, They they thought by changing the acceptance day from Thursday back to Wednesday, uh, that would create more interest in the Saturday program, I can't see how it creates more interest in the Saturday program for your general punter when we when some of these markets are opening in the middle of the Wednesday program that you think yeah. you know, 99% of the people are, are, are more concerned on what's happening on the Wednesday. There's only a very, 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 very small percentage. Of people, uh, and they are the you know the the, the hard nosed uh, form people that have their form done more, more often than not by computer or whatever they can they can get a set of acceptances, press a button, and they've got a set of rated prices in ten seconds on so that meeting. It doesn't matter where Wednesdays? that meeting is. Sorry,
3: does they detract from the Wednesday turnover?
4: Um, no, the, the Wednesday turnover is, I think, it's still very very healthy. The percentage of money that's invested early. On on the Saturday program, as I said, it, it's less than five percent of what you're going to hold on Saturday, but but it can determine you know where the market goes. They're not they're not right all of the time. They are they are right some of the time. And I I tell you what, I've had plenty of plays uh, not on Wednesday. I've had plenty of plays on a Friday or a Thursday night, um, and I, I've finished with I've finished with the ticket, but I've finished with massive overs. So um, you know you can't eat overs, but you'd like to see some of them win anyway. Very just, you yeah, you go, can make a done. book.
2: You can make a book. You know, if if you're there and you're you up with form and sort of got a price in your head about a few horses there, and on Wednesday you you could chip away and. You know, make a nice little book for yourself if you if, if you're confident in your ability to to get the market right. You know, but whether you like this horse, you know, clearly on top or not. If it goes up ten dollars and you're thinking it's a five dollar chance, um, you you can have a, you know you can have a little speck there and then play the game later in the in the week as far as you know making your own book.
3: And the other way too, when horses go up too short, you know, holding your nerve and saying, "Well, I'm sure this will start better than this," and exactly. and, and biding your time.
1: Uh, Let's go to Melbourne, Dino We mentioned Dice Roll at the start And there's a few ticks here Can you ask Dino Can Dice Roll go right through the grades? I mean that was a lovely ride by Fred Kersley on the weekend
3: Yeah, it was a perfect ride Uh, He got got into the absolute A spot And uh, just travelled like the winner And won accordingly Uh, He'll, all being well You'd think he'd beat those horses again In the Winter Championship Final in two weeks Because I think he'll go better at 1,600 uh, I think they have been bonus wins, these 1400 meter wins, to be honest. So, uh, you'd think that, and, uh, Nick Ryan last year won the winter champion with Sir Coney, and then nearly won one of the early weight for age races, uh, in the Lawrence Stakes, and ran well in the Fiend with Sir Coney. So, wouldn't be surprised if Dice rolls on that sort of path, or, or maybe even a little bit higher. Maybe a, you know, deeper into the spring race, like the Cantala or the Turak might be more his go, but, uh, he's a, He's a strong horse, and the best part of his race is always the last little bit. So, mm. again, on Saturday, when he looked like he was just going to win, right on the line, he was just tearing away the last 50 metres.
1: What What did you make of Rubisaki? Another text here, which ran second. And another question, uh, that inside part of the track there, near the rail, was that the place to be?
3: No, it wasn't, and Rubisaki was very good, uh, and that's why it was a good ride too, Fred Kersley's. He knew exactly where Rubisaki was, and it was either Michelle Payne on... Ruby Saki or trying to push out, and Dice Roll being nearly six hundred kilos, he wasn't going to move uh, in a hurry. So she had to duck back, and when she ducked back, she actually had to duck back to the inferior ground. So she ran well, and she's you know she'll run well in you know whatever she contests in the upcoming weeks. I don't know what that'll be. I don't know if she'd extend out to the mile of the the final, but uh, I'd be happy that Dice Roll would would beat her again. But uh, she's she's running well. She's you know but she's on her mark right now.
1: Okay. All right. Uh, I know you spoke with the big sports breakfast team, Duff, about Um What do you win? He went a benchmark 78, towed them up. Uh, that's he has gone. Benchmark 80, benchmark 78. Um, the right people, as you said, have bored into him, and he's off to Peter Moody's. Um, visually, I mean, you're obviously impressed.
2: Oh, yeah, you have to be impressed. And he, you know, previously at, at Eagle Farm when he... He beat Happy Go Plucky by nine lengths, mind you, and he's an Ipswich Cup winner now. <laughs> um, that reads even better. So uh, prior to that, he, you know, he, he, he's been good pretty well all preparation. So he's been probably a slow maturer. Uh, he's got, uh, like I said, he's got a big set of lungs on him where he can be use him and use him and use him, and he keeps running through the pain barriers. So... He's um, handled it soft in the past he's handled it dry he can run time a good racing style he's a, he, he's an interesting he's an interesting um, uh, purchase there's no doubt about it. I think Steve's kept 50% of him. Uh, he's a trader as we spoke about on this program a month ago or so and he's this um, is a smart move he, I would say he's got really good dollars for him he's still got a good handle of um, prize money coming in if he does strike the jackpot. And he he'll get every opportunity to, to shape up in the spring.
1: Uh, Dino obviously uh, comes down to Peter Moody. Has there been any chat? I know that Bray loves you know, to have a chat to, to to various media and and whatnot about you know what's happening in the game, but. Has Peter made any comment on Melbourne Radio about this horse, or has there been any discussion? Or on the flip side of that, I know that you um, get some data from Vince, etc., and you've got your own. H- has is this horse jumping off the page when it comes to that sort of stuff as well? Uh,
3: he certainly did at his last start. This, the figures haven't, uh, the figures I get haven't come through, but. Uh yeah, he ran uh, he ran a long way inside standard time again uh, on Saturday, and he was jumping from eighteen hundred to twenty five hundred. What I liked is that uh, he sort of had to get around the bends at Ipswich, but once he got in the straight line, that's when he really levelled out. So, uh, and that's what we saw. It you know, his previous runs had been on bigger tracks, so uh, you know that was a that was the next step forward. Uh, is this? A bit of a preemptive strike, knowing that you know the internationals aren't going to bother with coming over because of these uh, you know very strict uh, rules with uh, scans, and uh, the, you know we've heard Aidan O'Brien come out and say virtually last week that they won't be coming, and I think there will be a lot in the same boat. So is this all of a sudden you know we've got to find a domestic horse that might be uh, at least a Caulfield Cup horse this spring, and maybe even a Melbourne Cup horse? Who knows?
1: Months, obviously, as always, bit of hype. Futures market. Well, what price is he to in
4: these big races? Oh, I think he's something like twenty six dollars, Dave, or something like that. You mortgage the house, mortgage the anything you yeah. like, if you're a bookend, just say, look, how much more do you want on it? Yeah, exactly. You know. uh, are we? Okay. Are we? Uh, I mean, are we? Are we all?
1: Is this all just hype at the moment? And we, for you blokes, to sort of have a to be thinking, he needs to be doing it in the spring. You need to see him do that
4: against better opposition. Or do you uh, just believe, believe the clock? We'll put it this way, Dave. He's a $21 chance to win the Caulfield Cup. Have a look know, at the horses crazy. in front of him. Yeah. Mount Popper, uh, Al Asay, uh, Explosive Jack, who has won three derbies. Uh, and they're the horses in front of him at the moment. He's the same price as very elegant. He's coming yeah. off beating a horse who won the Ipswich Cup at his 26th run this time in. Uh, happy-go-plucky and beating Isabella Springs. Now, I know he's good Peter Moody, but unless he can find, you know, each one, he, he, he's got to go left-handed now. He's got to go away from Steve tregey He's got to go to Melbourne. $20, $21. Like, there's people in Long Bay Jail for fraud, uh, Dave. <laughs> you know, and, and people are taking $21. You wouldn't in take saying, it at gunpoint. Have point. you
3: got El in the Caulfield Cup market? Yeah. Like, it's one of the best sources in the world. I mean, there's no chance it'll be in Melbourne.
4: But this is a pre-noms market. Yeah, tennis, I, I know, so I know. But I mean, it, it,
3: it should be closer to favourite in the arc, not the uh <laughs> Cup.
1: The WJ McKell Cup, Duff. Um, we've been talking about Bertabeck and, and a race. You know, um, you know, being in this horse and a good race. This preparation. Uh, did you think on the turn he was just going to bolt in?
2: Um, he he was he was th- he was threatening to, wasn't he? He um, he travelled up behind them and he was going to explode, but bertabeck has got a few little tricks. He's um, he didn't want to go straight; he wanted to run into the rail. Um, he's 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 got a lot of habits. He's got can miss the start on occasions, and but when things go right for him, and I don't think the hat he was actually the form said he wasn't a great wet tracker. So I think he's flying. Um, if you can put up with his habits, there's a win in him somewhere, uh, but you'll have to go through the pain barrier while while getting that win. So maybe a race like the Grafton Cup, maybe a race um, maybe at the Sunshine Coast in a couple of weeks. There's something for him because he's dead set, ready to win a, a a race, a staying race. And it was a good run on Saturday, and I still think there's another peak performance in him.
1: What did we think? I'll come to you here, Munns, about the speed in the race. Uh, Gee, they sent a crazy tempo in front.
4: Well, all week, Dave, um, another situation here. You say there's no speed. edges. Wugok will get a nice run. And he was well-supported all week, Wugok. Yeah. And every time someone mentioned the Mikel Cup, you said, well, the map makes you want to back Wugok nothing will go forward here there's, no, there's none of these horses to go forward and then that the change of tactics on saturday um with uh, mr marathon man to being more prominent monreal you know the 250 to one chance who basically hadn't passed a runner his two runs to go further forward well then they're breaking 12 on a heavy eight track in a 2000 meter race well poor old Wugok said hang on you know and they said well you were going to lead anyway, Wugok. We'll, we'll make you cart the field, cart the field up to these two leaders that are just going well—not warp speed, but very, very quick for the race. That the, the pace of the race, you thought. And poor old Wugok. Well, no, no wonder he finished distressed. Yeah, I mean, Duff, what do you do in those sort of situations when there is that speed?
1: Is it just a matter of I'm not sure what you back personally, but if you were in a Wugok, is it just tear your ticket up? You just say, well, this is just not what I was expecting.
2: Yeah, pretty well. Pretty well, although he has taken a sit and performed well in the past. but um, his advantage was a complete control-heavy track there, and I, I did like the winner, uh, Stockman, And but I'd, I'd be very on a very happy terms with myself when I saw those two horses go forward and he could take advantage of that inside draw. So even though Stockman hadn't won in 12 months, he's had a lot of excuses from getting too far back from wide draws, and he had his opportunity to... Uh, to, to use a barrier on Saturday and he did it well and uh, he got the desired result but uh, as far as the tempo is concerned it, it was put out there a good few hours before the race um, and with Mr Marathon man I wasn't sure he had the speed modern real but he mm-hmm. did and uh, they put it on for the, um, for the back markers
1: yeah, no, they both, that, those tactics were notified to the stewards, um, as was, obviously, we mentioned before, Tycoonists. We're going to take a break, gentlemen. Uh, it's 9.29. We're going to open up the phone lines as well uh, on post Postmortem. So give us a call on 13 53 53, And I've got some Arrowfield merchandise to give away. So today's best caller, we'll send some merch to you out in the post. The Civic
5: Stakes 2019
0: It's first hand just in front from Galway. See way between them Galway hits the lead late though And Galway goes on to win the Civic Beat first hand
5: The Civic Stakes 2020
0: Trumbull got to the front now at the 150 And Trumbull got two lengths clear From Order again And then came Dealmaker It's all fallen into place today for Trumbull And away he goes to beat Order again and Dealmaker Maker.
5: The Civic Stakes, this Saturday from Randwick on Sky Sports Radio.
3: Hear ye, hear ye. Former world champion Warawee Needy has the amazing stats of 50% winners to starters and 34% winners to falls from his first crop. Book now
0: champion cracks wins the champion in fantastic style the only place to catch the very best equine superstars from around the globe first time every time is right here live and exclusive across the sky racing network this is punters postmortem on sky sports radio
1: Yes, it is a punter's postmortem, and the phone lines are open. So if you've got a question for our panel of Ron Duffercy, Dean Lester, or Glenn Munsey, give us a call straight away, 13.53.53. Gents, um, I'll get your attention to the eyeliner stakes. Race out at Ipswich on Saturday. Um, He's had a good carnival, Tony Gollan. He's even away from carnival midweek. He's been flying. This is a lovely ride by Ben Thompson on Snitch the Winner, but... Few people here wanting to know your thoughts on uh, Amish Boy, um, and is it was it a forgive or do we start saying mate lift?
2: Oh, I think it was a forgive again. I must say I know he's only still one one from 16 now, but he was a, I think he was going to explode if he got clear running, and he he just had to switch course a couple of times, and he still ran right through the line, and he had to come back to a tighter track there. So I'd say forgive. Dino.
3: Yeah, I think we mentioned last Monday when the. or last Tuesday, sorry, when we were looking at the noms that uh, the only thing that was maybe going to beat him was Zipswitch, and uh, maybe it did because I think he's a better. I'm adamant he's a better big track horse, all of his good forms at the bigger tracks.
1: It's been going uh, going well, young Ben Thompson. Um, obviously, you know, getting Snitch home in the eyeliner, just uh, beating home uh, Craig Williams there in the Gay Waterhouse Classic. Um, just in regards to betting on these races, uh, Munns, was. I know Axe SP'd at 3.10, but one punter here on the text line I to know was, was it the best go in the eyeliner, or Snitch was well backed in from, I think, that Wednesday market, wasn't
4: it? Well, mate, $31. $51 he went up in an, yep. in an all-in market, Jeez. Snitch. $31 on Thursday was $13 by Friday, was $9.50 on Saturday morning, and held his mark. They're basically all day, you know, just fluttering between, you know, single and double figures. Um, Axe was sort of 370 into that 310. Amish Boy was the the hype horse all week. Like, he firmed each day uh, until he got to Saturday, and then then he got back out again. But um, I even said on Sky Thoroughbred Central, I said, well, you look at the market here. They want to let you on, Amish Boy. Uh, They weren't as keen to let you on Axe, so they had a preference for Axe. Mm.
1: And then what about the Gay Waterhouse Classic, boys? I mean, we said, I think it was last Tuesday as well, that Intrepidatious for Lee Friedman could go very, very close. And there was an absolute, um, absolute bees, you-know-what in it with that Lilymore race and just getting their, their head down. I mean, the form of these races, boys, are we looking to continue to, to back these horses if they possibly go to the Sunshine Coast, etc.?
2: Oh, it depends what they lob up. in. obviously, we got the mares' race next week. They wouldn't be competitive in a race like that, I wouldn't think. The Tattersalls Tiara, which looks a, a terrific race of of a lot of a lot of um, even chances, but you know these horses are trepidatious. I think she's. I don't know if they're going to train on for another year or or put her to stud. She was bought at the broodmare sale and. Lillamore's still early in a prep. She's only had the couple of runs back, so there's there's something else for her. I don't know what John would have in mind. I, I wouldn't think it'd be a backup next week.
4: All right. Uh... She only won a benchmark 78. Yeah. Uh, first up, Lillimore, on a Saturday, and was well in that race with the claim, and then she's gone to enlisted Company. Um, they probably would have been alongside each other in a past life, Intrepidatious and Lilymore at John O'Shea's and uh, they finished alongside each other on on Saturday.
2: In a recent and life, I'd say, not not a past life. It's in a recent <laughs> life. They would have been in the last month. They would have been oh, three mates. weeks. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and what are we doing with the Ipswich Cup boys? Are we? Uh, is it in the bin? Well, the same every it...
2: year, isn't it? There's
1: some good horses that won it. What was that good horse? Of Lee Freemans that won it with the weird name. Was it?
2: Was that Spenna Fighter or Spenophina? Yeah, yeah. yeah Spenna I mean, yeah. What year was that? Oh, I think Jim <laughs> was 2005. Running, yeah, 2005. Was only 16 years ago.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'll we just sort what, of let, we wasn't let it go. Not a bad
4: run in that race, Flash R. Now he's he's got he's got a bit of promise about him. He's when incredible. you consider two of his last four runs were in thousand meter races, Bray, might buy him. And, in the uh, yeah, sent him to Peter Moody. And, you know, uh, the most unusual training uh, effort to get him into the Ipswich Cup. He's only had 14 runs before Saturday. That was his 15th start in the race. He might go away now and come back a horse with a little bit of promise.
2: I looked through his form um, at Eagle Farm, before Eagle Farm, and I thought, 1,000 to 1,500. And I thought, after the race, I said, "Geez, that's a good horse, and... Um, he he just mixed these distances through all the way through. He's by Lucas Kranick. Mm. Um He is he is an interest. horse, like you said, Glenn, he's, he's he's it's weird what they've done with him, but he's 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 reacted to it.
1: Now, boys, uh, I might come to you here, Dino. A few texts, uh, and obviously we had Royal Ascot uh, during the week, and we saw an interview which we spoke with Chris Roots about on Racing HQ on Thursday about Aidan O'Brien. Um, What's your take on on obviously Aiden's stance? I mean, it was always sort of going to be difficult for them to, to travel these horses, but he was talking about this um, was this nuclear die? Um, and obviously, you know, you being in Melbourne, what's been the the feedback from the Melbourne press in relation to Aiden's comments and even your oh, own personal ones?
3: Well, I think it's it's been you know just simmering here that uh, it, you know it just needed a, a big name to come out and actually say it. Uh, that you know, CT scans aren't ideal, and CT scans are for when you can't, uh, uh, when you when you have the scintigraphy, um, is for when you can't, you know, isolate a problem. They're usually the last resort. Now these horses are supposed to be fit and well athletes, and they're going to be um, subjected to this, uh, and and the locals too. But the locals are able to have the scans, not so much uh, as close to the race as the internationals. So. This, um, it's radioactive, so they're supposed to be isolated then for 24 hours. So they basically can't work for a day after they have the scan, and it's supposed to be within six days of a race. Now, no. six days out from a big race, do you want to be giving a day uh, a horse a day off after an invasive treatment? Um, yeah. I wouldn't have thought so. No, it's, a, it's, it's if you if you want to look for problems, yeah, um, you'll
2: find them. With animals or humans, yeah. you'll find them. You know, yeah. they're, they're putting this dye in the horses. They're looking for hot spots, yep. and, they, and they will find them for sure. Uh, some yep. horses can run through hot spots. Some can't. Um, he, I think Aiden's right. You know, he, he wasn't having a go. He just said, well, I don't... No. Want, I, 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 he I don't was just making... That's right, he, he's entitled to his opinion. He's not saying, oh, it's ridiculous what they're doing or what a farce or... And he no. was just had his own opinion about his own horses
3: and I'm not going to put them through the stress. It's as simple as that. And the other thing on the flip side is that they also have to pass these scans before they... They have to have a set of scans before they get on the plane. Now, if they fail them... Not only have they, they won't get on the plane and come here, but they might have their papers stamped. The BHA haven't come out and said yep. that they'll necessarily then allow a horse to race if it's been scanned and shown to have a, an issue. So they might be creating their own problems within their own backyard, let alone travelling halfway around the world.
4: Is it, a, is it a similar situation in a way to these horses? You hear about horses that are vetted for Hong Kong. You yep. know the vast majority fail the vets there. What what are the what are the situations that they, they are undertaking? These people um, that are looking to buy in Hong Kong are they, are they as stringent well, as getting to this stage?
3: They don't get scintigraphy. They no. get probably about two hundred different X-rays. angles of X-rays. Um, you know, so like a, a a front leg will you know be taken on what four or five different. Different, you know, maybe six different angles, pelvic shots, uh, back leg, you know, all, all the imaginable x rays you can have. Um, and yeah, so yeah, they're, they're, they're very stringent in that regard. And uh, it, it's different again. But uh, yeah, they don't, they certainly don't use the invasiveness of uh, the, uh, the scintigraphy. And uh, as I said, I, I just, <laughs> I fear that, the, you know, uh, so many of the locals are going to be struggling to be passing because preparing a horse up for a two mile race you're going to have little niggles along the way the trainer that you know there are very few that say that they have a trouble free run into any big race so uh, yeah it's uh, i uh, i applaud them for looking at what the problems are and they've basically identified that that the internationals for what they've brought to the race and made it a world race they have created the problems and then they just fly out and leave it behind and that's mm. That's the problem. In that the, the, the horses that have broken down, the cliffs of Moha, uh, Anthony Van Dyke, are the two highest profile in the last three years, and they've both been from the world's biggest stable, and uh, they just fly out and go home, yep. and we're left to we're left to repair the the, the PR of racing. And if we're going to go
2: overboard, you know, like, I don't know if I'm sending a yearling to a sale, they're all going to be x-rayed, yep, and they all have their reports, and vets don't give them completely 100% clear reports, and you've you've, you've got to take the risk when you look at the x rays so you'll get horses there, uh, low risk, moderate risk, high risk, and, you know, how many of those high-risk horses go through without a problem, Mm. you've got no idea. There's most of them, Um, you know, it's, it's... it's bizarre, we were really tied up in these x-rays when they first
4: come out and were Well they
2: got called out. for
3: and they've created more, yeah. Uh,
4: unbelievable more Unbelievable. You know, you, and a, you and could, a lot of times it could be just purely immaturity
2: Exactly, exactly, little stress mm. fractures here and there from you know from the, the doing their they work before they go to the sales, and then you know, the, you know, the, some of them are a little bit soft burn You leave them alone to get uh, another three or four months before you break them in. Uh, look, it's it's no nothing's perfect. Nothing is perfect. Mm. We've got to call and if them we're looking, Martin and we've, if we're looking Sorry, for perfection, if we're looking for perfection, we won't have horse racing because yeah, that's right. It, yeah. It, it's it's a bit silly. Yeah. J- just
1: just quickly before we get to Mark, and it's something that uh, was thought about last week. So these particular tests. Um, using this dye, etc. Um, is this a, is this common in the racing game? Because you know how sometimes we hear about, say, when horses are inoculated for overseas travel, and it can knock them about, and they sometimes, you know, don't run very well or race very well after it. Have we got, you know, is this is this a common practice, or are horses that we're betting on all the time actually having this? particular procedure boys that we know of probably
3: um, horses that have run poorly uh, yes, yes. Uh, you know it's yeah, a diagnostic okay. uh, it's not you're not halfway through a prep thinking oh, I'm going swimmingly I'll bang a centigraphy into it you're, no. uh, you're looking for a problem that's you know for something that's not working well uh, it's an expensive process there's not many facilities that do it uh, in Victoria I think there's two uh, so it's it isn't common practice uh, you know I've done it uh I've owned horses 30 years and I've done it with two. Uh, and those horses, yeah, we found hot spots and, yeah, we treated them and then they went on their way and won races. So that wasn't, you know, it, it sort of it had a diagnostic tool to it. But uh, to to do it to a horse, you know, f- to think that maybe the Caulfield Cup winner might have to go through that process between the Caulfield and the Melbourne Cup seems a little bit farcical to me because you'd think oh, that, yeah. uh, it, everything's going right for a horse like that. I've
2: had it done with a lot of horses and mainly the main problem is is when you don't know where the lameness is coming from yeah, yeah. so you're trying to centralize where is this horse it's it's not not right. Um, let's find out where the hot spot is and see if we can um, if it's it's fixable or it's or it's not it's not a, not an issue it might be just its gait or its rhythm or or whatever so I think it's mainly finding where the problem is uh, starting from.
3: So if we go back a step to, say, the Anthony Van Dyke, you'll remember a few months ago it came out that he'd had a nerve block. Well, Duff, as you know, that's the first thing you do. You, you, you'll you give a horse a local anaesthetic in a joint to try and see where the, isolate the lameness. Yep. And if that doesn't work, then you're going down more of a ray path and then maybe a scintigraphy path. But the first port of call is to to maybe do a nerve block and just check whether the lameness, you know, if a horse is showing lameness to one side of its body.
1: Hmm. It's fascinating. Yeah, we've got Mark on the line. Morning, Mark. Yeah, hey, morning, fellas.
5: What's uh, your question? Dino. Dino. Yeah. Yes, Mark. Uh, a horse in the first race at Flemington on Saturday, it didn't really have a flashing light on, but it looks a real stayer. might make a good three-roll stayer in the, bon,
3: in the spring. Uh, the Godolphin horse. Bon name is yep. Yeah, that's the line. Yep. What do yep. you think of it? Uh, he was the standout in the yard as a type to be a stayer. Uh, they he was going to run at Ballarat two weeks ago, and they transferred the meeting to synthetic, and they scratched him. And he ran on Saturday. That's the exact same path that El Cione used last year to get towards the Derby. Uh, so I imagine he'll run on Saturday week in the uh, Tars Rossi final, as El Cione did last year and ran second to Cherry Tortoni. And uh, he yeah, he just looks like a stayer. He's big and strong. He was he, he towered over them in the yard on Saturday.
1: Beautiful, thank you, Mark. Uh, by Golden Horn, that Godolphin horse. Just while yep. I've got you, too, uh Dina, what about the horse of the Godolphin horse that Ollie rode on Friday at Geelong?
3: Yeah, that's um, the one. Yeah, for a, a, a good class yeah. filly, Starburst Z. Um, trying to find her name. Yeah,
1: I'm, I've, I'm going back the. Uh, I back that. I should remember it. But it, it looked. Uh, I it, it half missed the kick, didn't
3: it? Well, missed the kick. Uh, I think the plan was originally, you know, listening to Damien in a post race interview was to maybe roll forward, but she missed the kick and then he, he sort of tucked her in and just educated her a bit. She got in the three wide train. Um, Zapoteo, Zapoteo is her name. And uh, she just rounded them up. Her ability to quicken out of the bend was just really impressive. So uh, often these are, you know, we've seen these races provide legitimate spring players and, you know, wouldn't be surprised if she's won.
1: Okay, all right, beautiful. Thanks, Mark, for your call. Uh, we've got a question here for you, Duff. Uh, it's in relation to Wicklow. I heard you mention it to the Big Sports Breakfast boys, but he's the real deal?
2: Um, yeah, um, he's got a little way to go before we say he's the real deal. He's, he's been uh, well-placed in um, restricted winter races, like low-benchmark races, but he's a young, immature um, European He's going to get stronger, stronger and stronger. And I think they're going to stop with him now, which is wise. And maybe typical Chris Waller, uh, light spring. And then we'll see if he, he can throw him in the deep end in the autumn. But uh, what he's done so far, I can't recall uh, an input coming out and doing it, going bang, bang, bang. We always say they're going to be better at their second. As he prepped these, these horses and he's got youth on his side. So, yeah, it's, it's very
4: encouraging. All right. Uh, of course, Dino Zapateo is a half-sister to Osborne Bulls. That's
3: correct, yeah. Osborne Bulls and what's the other one? There's another one too. Oh, Badajoz. Badajoz. Yeah. yeah.
1: Now, what about uh, the winner of the Highway Duff? Question here. He's, he's
2: very impressive. He had three years off. He, he had a shattered sesamoid, um, which is very hard to get back, come back from, so he's been really cared for, and i his two wins prior to this were outstanding he had a dry track win in the country and run fast time he went to the synthetic he run fast time he savaged the line he found a wet track there on saturday he over raced and i thought uh, he was going to get a little tired late when cavalier charles come at him i don't think cavalier charles stopped i think this horse lifted so uh, he is is a pretty good horse i think for for a highway horse um uh, he's heading in the right direction, Cadenzana Zaro. Okay,
1: all right. Uh, we might take another break here, boys. Nine forty-seven. Give us a call, thirteen fifty-three fifty-three. At this stage, we've got Mark, our only caller, he's winning the Arrowfield merge. So, if you've got a good question and call for us, give us a call, thirteen fifty-three fifty-three. Like Loz's multi, does your punters club still need all the help it can get? The guys at Sticky Wings are kicking on with their support of punters clubs in pubs and clubs with free chicken wings every week. Get Sticky on the punt by registering your details at stickywings.com.au and the Sticky crew will be in touch. Sticky Wings, the official chicken wing sponsor of punters clubs. Keep an area for the next big
5: announcement for punters. Stickywings.com.au the Civic Stakes 2019
0: It's first hand just in front from See Seaway between them, Goulwa hits the lead late though, and Goulwa goes on to win the Civic, beat first hand The
5: Civic Stakes 2020
0: Trumbull got to the front now at the 150, and Trumbull got two lengths clear from Order again, and then came Dealmaker, it's all fallen into place today for Trumbull, and away he goes to beat Order again and Dealmaker
5: Pacific Stakes, this Saturday from Randwick on Sky Sports Radio. Tiger Tara, winner of seven Group 1 races. New to Yorubi Stud in 2021. Visit au. At TAB, a mission to deliver punters confidence they're getting the best price. Introducing the lock, a new
1: feature on your tab app. Just activate it when placing a tote win bet, and if the fixed odds starting
5: price is better when your horse wins, we'll pay you the difference in cash. The lock, new on your tab app. Download today. Tab. Long may we play. Excludes WA residents. Available once per day on eligible online bets. Max odds difference payout $100. TNCs a website. Gamble responsibly. Call Gamblers Help 1800 858 858.
0: You're listening to Sky Sports Radio and Punters Postmortem.
1: All right, uh, the callers have arrived. I think we've got one on the line. We've got Chad. Morning, Chad.
5: How you going?
1: Good, mate. What's your question?
5: Oh, uh, just wondering what you thought of Harpo Marx's run first up at uh, Race 9 Rose Hill.
4: Oh, mate, Come. please. That was the sneaky one of the day, and you've managed to give it up.
1: Harpo, Mark. So, I right, we'll start. We'll start. We'll start with you, Munz, because you're uh, you're chirping. Then we'll come to Duff.
4: So, is this in one of your horses to follow, Munz? It is actually. Um, it is. You're not going to believe it. Uh, I thought you might have might have slipped through the net there. A horse, you know, finishing seventh or eighth or wherever it was in that last race. There, he was a stayer resuming. Um, um, he's this. Handled... I think he ended up. Yeah. But, you know, stay a resuming Which always, you know, attract my attention 14, 15, 1600 uh, Very, very difficult uh, And not many horses made ground Past the middle of the track at Rose Hill there On a Saturday And no, I was very, very uh, impressed with what he was You know, he, he, his form last time in Was very, very consistent Like he had uh, I think he had eight or nine runs Only finished out of a place on one of them um, you know, twenty four hundred he stretched out to on a couple of occasions, which so I think just a fraction too far for him. I think his absolute right distance um, is is two thousand meters, and I was very impressed with the way that he went Saturday. Duff. Oh, we got
1: Duff there,
2: Ronnie. Oh, yep, yep. He, he was. It wasn't a race you could make ground in by that stage of the day, and uh, he was. Glenn's right. He's. I think he's, I don't know whether 2,000 is his best distance. He's went up to 2,500, but he hasn't won under 2,000 metres. That's, that was the form line there. So it, it was frank that he's come back pretty well.
1: Beautiful. Uh, that uh, Thanks for your call, Chad. I think we've got Mick on the line. Morning, Mick. Yeah, good, guys. What's your question,
6: mate? Uh, just something you guys touched on last week at the Warwick Farm uh, meeting. Um, yep. how it was really popular. I just want to know, I know you guys can't speak for the ATC, but will, it, will Warwick Farm and Canterbury ever get any group races back, like that they've taken away to and Rose Hill, to have a good day out there, like a big, a big carnival day sort of thing? Boys?
2: I'm, I'm not sure what they're thinking there, but um, obviously the turnovers, uh, it's all about turnover, and and I think with the times they've tried... Uh, big uh, group days at uh, Warwick Farm and Canterbury. The turnover hasn't shaped up to the Rose, Randwick and Rose Hills, but um, I'm sure they'd like to have a, yeah. um, a decent meeting at Warwick Farm now and again. They took the Warwick Stakes off them, uh, so yeah, it's something that, you, that they'd have to answer that question. It's, you're right; it's not a question for us.
1: Mick, are you yeah. from? Are you from the area near Warwick Farm?
5: I grew I grew up in the area, and there was some great race days over the years, Liverpool Cup
6: all Norton Stakes, um, and then I'm in the city. I'm an owner um, and a member, but I just don't see the variety of even just having one day a year of a big day out at the farm or a big one big night meeting at Canterbury once a year just to get a couple of group races there. Possibly, it just doesn't seem to just everything is just ramming and um,
1: rose hill. Does it need even to be a group race? Could it just be a uh, a good quality listed race? The other thing um, that I know. Uh, I think it's working fantastic. I mean, we've seen how popular these uh, these events are where we have these sort of country serieses. Um, you know, we're, I know we've already got highways and we've got Kosciuszko's, et cetera, but I think there's still plenty of appetite there for our, you know, regional participants to come to town and maybe there, that's those two tracks. Maybe there could be a nighttime time, uh, you know,
4: particular country series race or even a race at Warwick Farm. I think it's all good I food for thought. I reckon we might have had a Canterbury Guineas meeting on a Saturday night once at Canterbury. Oh Had yeah, a definitely. Couple.
2: Had oh, a couple. Yeah, he is.
4: Was yeah, that with yeah. the you disco to always... all of the disco at the back of the grandstand and just get home about four o'clock? It was you know, if you'd done your life at the punt, you could just yeah. you know, have a chance there and the, <laughs> in the disco A the of The boys
3: rode the Blamey Stakes meeting here at Flemington and then went to went up to Sydney. <laughs> yep, exactly. I think Shahskay won one and Chloe Walter. Yeah, and I reckon uh, Universal Prince might have won Universal one. Universal Prince. I
2: reckon that I reckon that was for f- about four or five years.
3: Yeah.
1: Now, I think we've got Birdie on the line. Thanks for your call there. Um, and Birdie's next. Morning, Birdie. Morning, boys. How are you going? Good, mate. What's your question?
5: Uh, I've got a question for Dino. Uh, Dino, uh, what uh, horses do you think uh, Matt Kamani's going to come up with uh, in the next few weeks that it might look like they might win?
3: <laughs> Not happy with his current form? <laughs>
5: well, I mean, I've been back in Matt Kamani... Probably the last 12 months, and not really getting any results.
3: Well, probably that's good reason to change if it doesn't work for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt's not asking you to back him.
5: No, 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 no. I just, you know, I just like to follow uh, some trainers, and I mean, I, I used to follow uh, Danny O'Brien, and uh, I saw McManey's horses start winning, and then all of a sudden, uh, yeah, they're not winning anymore. So probably need a change yeah.
3: Yeah, it might, you, be, it
1: might you be know you've, You know what's going to happen now, Birdie. You've oh, said that just win, on run, radio. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, well, Jed said just be winning and winning, and yeah. the across the country will be cheering Birdie every time they lop. Oh, uh, yeah.
5: yeah, I know. I know. Uh, I've had some really good winners on uh, Matt Kamani when he was winning, so you know, I don't want to jump off too quick. Well, you never know what's around
1: the You
3: corner. don't leave it too long either. That's it. That's it. No when to hold That's them, it. no when to fold <laughs> them.
1: That's um, <laughs> it. Hey, speaking of a, a good win, uh, Dino, you might be able to help me out here. Uh, there was a, a two-year-old recently, there was a, I think it was a Swan Hill meeting. Might have been Archie Alexander who trained. It was a first starter, two-year-old taking on older horses, and it looks like a weapon. Uh, did that catch your eye? I think it was in the last Swan Hill meeting. I'll have to go back and have a look at the results here on Riser. It was yeah. backed off the map. It was. It, they just kept coming for it, and uh, I, I, I think it was a Friday meeting. Uh, Swan Hill Friday. Moon, they just had the, to just had the to three days, days so that
3: that was a bit tricky. Um, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll go back and have yeah, a look. Yeah, Star Spirit. Star That's Spirit. That's it. Yeah, Philly filly it. that beat the older horses. Uh, very impressive. Uh, she trialled really well. And, uh, yeah, she came from a long way back and, and just uh, rounded them up. Didn't beat a lot, but it uh, was really impressive. So, no, she's a she's a nice filly. Um, and, yeah, no, Archie's getting a, he's getting a very good team together at the moment. But I think the point with... What our caller with Duff Is that if you've had a good run with stables Often they've run them through to their mark And then they are going to hit a flat spot Because you know, you've know you got to regenerate the next lot of horses
2: Yep, they've got to be able to keep going through their classes And have that ability to get to that next rating point So they do all hit a mark And you have to wait till they get back down in the mark To confirm to win again, some of them
3: Or the new stock come through, yeah Exactly
2: Okay,
1: As a text here from Newman Niello won a Canterbury guineas Great night out
3: Yes Yep Yep, yep.
1: All right, we'll take a break, boys, uh, and we'll return on Punners Postmortem. Like Loz's multi, does your Punners Club still need all the help it can get? The guys at Sticky Wings are kicking on with their support of Punners Clubs in pubs and clubs with free chicken wings every week. Get Sticky on the punt by registering your details at stickywings.com.au and the Sticky crew will be in touch. Sticky Wings, the official chicken wing sponsor of punters clubs. Keep an area for the next big announcement for punters. Stickywings.com.au.
0: Trapeze artist, the record breaker. A four time Group 1 winner. Trapeze artist goes past him, and trapeze artist takes out the TJ. 2018 Longines World Number 1 Sprinter. Trapeze artist lefty, trapeze artist goes to Le Romain. Oh, he leaps to another level today. The highest ever rated horse by champion Sire Snitzel. What a dominant victory. Trapeze artist, standing at Widden Stud. Michael
5: Maxworthy on what drew him to racing.
4: And it used to be the weights had come out, then the acceptances on the Monday, and then the form on a Tuesday and all the tipsters. Were they tipping one of our horses? It had built, and to actually to watch them or strap them, as I did back in those days, and to see them win, it, it was just a, an amazing feeling that I couldn't get out of my system.
0: Monday's Experts. Monday's Experts. 11am Monday on Racing HQ. Brave Smash is the only Group 1 winning sprinter at start in Australia from the Sunday Silent Sire line and stands the 2021 season at Aquas Queensland for 15,000 plus GST. An explosive winner of the Futurity Stakes. Brave
1: Smash takes showtime at the 50. Brave Smash bursts through toes and stardom late. Brave Smash. The perfect outcross for Danehill line mares. For more information on Brave Smash, contact JD or PK from the Aquas sales team or visit aquasfarm.com.
5: This is Punter's Postmortem. Want to get something off your chest? Call us on 13 SMS 0419 767 272. Or send us a tweet at... Sky Sports Radio
1: 1 uh, 9.59 on Sky Sports Radio, Racing uh, HQ uh, back tomorrow and we've got a preview of Book Racing coming up shortly our Monday expert today by the way at uh, 11 o'clock Timmy Newbold uh, who's in his final week of calling for Sky Racing and Sky Sports Race we're going to have a good chat with Tim around 11 o'clock we've got another caller on the line and I'll tell you what he's been copying it on the text line morning Kurt
6: hey morning Dave how are you boys?
1: Mate, you're getting a lot of uh, a lot of texts here about people aren't happy with your tips for Royal Ascot. Um, oh, they well, they they must Dave? have they must have dived into Batash with you, mate.
6: Oh, what do you do, Dave?
3: You put my name to it, Dave. That's the worst thing.
1: Oh, sorry, Dino. <laughs> sorry, mate.
6: Yeah, and anyway, if you followed Maxine Guion last night, you would be frank if uh, thanking the big green friendly giant there. You won the. Um, Pre-Deleuze, pre the Group 3, $9.70. He, um, $14.20 in the Group 3 Mile there. Ekravan, $5.40 in the Group 1. He won there uh, for the Arabs. So $3 for the place, third place in the three-year-old Group 2, best 16. Twist, $22.10 in the Class 1. So they're around, mate. You just got to look. That was ages ago, mind you, as well, boys.
1: I've got no idea what you're talking about. Are you saying you tipped those horses? No, last- no,
6: if you Fox m- followed Maxine Guillon last night at Chantilly,
1: Ah, right, mm. right, right. I see Kulma won the big race there last night too with, mm. with Joan of Arc. So I think the second horse should have won, Season though.
6: Northern the horse. Have a look at that win there by Maxine Guillon. That's the classic case of the jockey winning the race rather than the horse in the pre de lose there. Hey, Dave, Dave, you know how you were speaking about Aidan O'Brien worrying about these tests he has to face yep they very coincidentally there was a horse he had one of my favorite fillies winter she she 4 she went um she won the english group one guineas mile then into the irish st guineas mile into the coronation mile at royal ascot and into then into the goodwood nassau over a mile and ever since she started her first start i, I still remember in his interviews Aidan o'brien saying She's very, um, very prone to, she's she's not a, she's, she, how do you say, she's, in, she's got a lot of niggly injuries and whatnot. And so, let's just take this case for instance, if, if these, these rules were around then, she would never have gone on to anything big because she wouldn't have passed those tests that you're talking about down there in Victoria. Do you remember Ronnie by Galileo?
2: What was the name of it, Kurt?
6: Winter.
2: Jeez, uh, I just can't recall, uh, Kurt. <laughs> I just That's can't recall.
1: Okay. Um, and Boydo. Boydo's faded him down there. Boydo's, Boydo wasn't happy wow. with that. No, he mustn't have followed hat? him with uh, Max no. and Guy on. I don't know what's going
2: on. <laughs> Has Kurt got no. a uh, Arrowfield hat yet? Or?
1: Should we send him one?
2: Well, it's up to you, well, boys. <laughs> you're oh. in charge of that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, Sam. Good morning, Sam.
2: Yeah, morning,
5: boys. I've got a question for Duff and uh, maybe Mun.
1: I've been yep. following
5: a horse called Badouche. Um, Lizzie had it at the pick of the yard on Saturday, and it looked like it was going to be right in there, but just didn't finish it off. What do you boys think?
2: Yeah, he had good form a couple of preps back. Didn't quite come up last prep. I thought he went okay on Saturday. Um, but that was uh, another. You know, that race was just hard to make up ground in. So I wouldn't give up on him yet. He looked as obviously looked well in the yard to get the pick of the yard. Uh, he's a horse that's trying to bounce back and he has got the talent. So maybe one more chance. Uh, I'd expect him improvement on a drier track next time.
5: All right. And one for Dave Stanley. Yes, mate. Mate, a big kudos to you. you. The way you tip these obscure bets midweek are sensational. You gave me one at Awa Pooni the other week and the one on Friday at Geelong. So oh, mate, the
1: thing at Geelong that won?
5: Yeah, just these little... Shout out to give out in in the market. It really helps us punters who don't
1: know much. Well, oh, you mate, must you put enough lead in there eventually, yeah, you've got to hit something. Exactly, 100%. Yeah. Just, if true. you've just been lucky, you've tuned at the right time, ah, that yeah, poor old play. bloke. I've been tipping those Matt Kamani horses for the last six months and can't <laughs> yeah. get one home, so sorry, Bertie. Hey, um, what about this, fellas? Thanks for your call, too. I think that bloke's definitely going to oh, get sure an error. I'm sure, I'm sure he's, sure. he's yeah. a oh, you'll, get, you'll get a jacket. <laughs> uh, life membership. Yeah. 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 yeah, we'll get you up there straight away. Probably get lunch. a chair and a schnitzel. Um, <laughs> hey, guys, I think you'll find the last Canterbury Guineas Saturday night meeting was 2005 when Jim Carew... That's it. 1-1 yes. with Glenn Boss on board. And he won the Oakley Plate on Fastnet Rock earlier that day at Caulfield. Day, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Darren from Jimmy Norton goes, possibly the last jockey to win two Group 1s on the same day in different states. Would that be right? That would have to be. Oh, well, there would be, wouldn't be to many beat.
3: opportunities to do it. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Actually, I think it was run five times. I think, uh, yeah. just looking on Wikipedia here, Canterbury Guineas, 1935 to 1996. Canterbury Park went to Rose Hill from '97 to '99, and then they oh, thought we yeah. got to we got the lights at Canterbury now. So, yep. in 2000, it was Fairway. Yep. Uh, Universal Prince. Yep. Carnegie Express. Uh, Fine Society. The Yellow. Jim Carew. I've got Shaske wrong. He must have won another big race. He won in
3: '95. He won earlier. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that yeah. he was he might under like
4: Canterbury Cup or something like that.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, he might have. Okay, yeah, you can yeah, use previous winner. Yeah, Who might have him been late in the career? Tim Donnelly, Guy Walter, yeah. uh, Les Kelly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gerald Ryan. Yeah. Um, yeah, he had a lot of trainers, didn't he? But, uh, yeah, so which is now, we all know it's the Randwick Guineas now, the Canterbury Guineas.
1: Yeah. Boys, horses to follow for us. Uh, we'll start with
2: you, Duff. Yeah, look, it's that time of year. You're looking for these winter horses that are going to win a race over the next six weeks. Uh, Crystal Pegasus, when he gets to 2,000, uh, He's a year older than Wicklow. He'd be a bit tougher mentally. I think he'll be right. Uh, Bertabeck, if you can trust him, he's at the top of his game. And he's if he gets dry track, he's got his foot on the till third up. All right, perfect. Uh, Dino?
3: Uh, Adelaide visited a tough Love. I thought she could win on Saturday. just had no luck or, or he had no luck at all uh, and should have gone close to winning. De Graves, who won on an Australian debut for Team Williams, uh, very erratic, but still won uh, well, and he's a nice horse. And horse that ran ninth in the feature race, the Kresic Sir Davy. If he'd got Cleary to one and won easily, uh, he's a really nice horse. So they're the three for me: Toff Love, the Graves, Sir Davy, and Johnny Ram looks like he's going to win the golf, Dave. Uh, yeah, I'm just two having in front, a look. At two this. to play. Usterhausen's just put it in the rough on 17.
1: Okay, all right. Uh, so Johnny Ram uh, there leading the golf. And what about
4: you, Muns? He had COVID two weeks ago, Johnny, when he led that he tournament by to six. Back. Yeah. Um, well, it. that caller's got to get a hat, Dave, uh, that found Harpo Marks. That's not a bad find. Uh, yeah, Chad. Yeah, I've got to uh, hit. Uh, I'd stick with the first winner, Royal Zell. I'm still trying to work out what happened to it two runs ago. Maybe it was the blinkers. Uh, was it the JMAC factor on Saturday? But it just sat back and just absolutely spaced them there. Ran half a second faster this last 400 than any other runner in the race and was wide, and I want to be with horses that were middle and wider on the track there Saturday, but still found the line. So Royal Zell's one of them, Harpo Mark's the other. And I wouldn't say Cavalier Charles. Uh, He's uh, he's one of those get-back horses that needs a bit of luck, and he was the widest runner in the tab highway.
1: All right, boys. Uh, Our hat winners, for those uh, listening, we we'll give three away today. Uh, the moral, Sam, for ringing up, and giving me a wrap. Thanks, brother. Birdie, uh, he will get uh, the chocolates,
4: uh, and Chad will give that away too for finding the same one as months. So they will the, be out this these week. Folks that are ringing Dave to wrap you, you, you haven't found them in one of your nine thousand pub visits <laughs> no, around Australia. No, I have snipped them late at night, I, and this no, is the chance of yeah. paying them back. Yeah, yeah. I tell you
1: what, I tell you what, boys, that Coffs Harbour, that Coffs Harbour crew, they are <laughs> mad up there. M A D. So that was a that was a big weekend, big big weekend. Uh, now we've got. Uh, are you boys back in Brisbane this week? Are you back up in Brisbane, Duff, for the the Mayor's uh, race?
2: Uh, yep, yep. If the uh, perfect if, if the states
3: open, yeah. I'll be there. Well, that's that's <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah, actually, yeah. It's all a bit funny now at the moment. Dino, uh, what's happening down there in Melbourne this week? Uh, what's the big meeting?
3: No, pretty quiet week, Dave. We got okay. we got a meeting at Caulfield Saturday, but uh, yeah, probably it's the. The Winter Championship Saturday week will be the main uh, fair now down here for, for the whole of winter, really. So, uh, right. yeah, that's uh, that's our next big meeting.
1: And Muns, I've looked at uh, the roster. I'll be there with the Leaf
4: Blower man on uh, Saturday morning for HQ. You're having a Saturday off? Yes, I am, Dave. I'm uh, Hopefully, if I can get here to state and they don't shut the borders on me, I'm going for a little bit of a trip. So, uh, yes, you'll Beautiful. be responsible um, uh, next Saturday. I won't be here next Monday either. Uh, okay. So, uh, and then i come home for a few days and... Uh, then i go away again. But all that's right, all boys.
1: Right. I, 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 I've got to double-check, too. But I think next Monday possibly might be our last punters post-mortem uh, for the season. Then we'll have a little break over the winter period and return uh, when that spring racing heats up. So we'll have uh, one more punters post-mortem next uh, Monday. If that's the case, you're not with us, Muns. Thanks for all your help over the autumn and uh, over the
4: year. We've had a lot of fun, and we'll have a lot of fun when you're back, mate. Thank you very much, Dave, and uh, many winners to everyone, and uh, I hope I putt like Johnny Rahm in the next uh, four hours. <laughs> 17 and 18.
3: Good. Thanks, John.
4: <laughs> Thanks, boys. Have a great day. Guys. Our, our Musclebrook preview
1: uh, comes up very, very shortly with the great man Gary Harley.